hip, hip, hooray. We've made it to another day. And on this day, we'll slay a goddamn dragon. Yes. Oh, what's more inspirational than a guy on a podcast telling you a rhyme, hitting you with some slam poetry? Who is that guy, you ask? It's Stefan Satani. Hello, everybody. Am I usually this weird? Yes. Do I have this much slam poetry in my podcast? Also, yes. Now, the last one is a little false, but I'm just so pumped. I'm pumped to see you guys. I'm pumped because I've got one of the most the most best episodes and it's coming at you like a train choo choo you guys are tied up on the tracks and it's gonna run you over but in this violent metaphor you won't die or maybe you will die it'll bring you up to heaven and you will be able to watch everybody from afar up on a high distance it's like watching a documentary and you get just so elated and so high that you can talk down to people. You can be like, well, I heard on a comedy advice podcast that you can not kill daddy long legs and be a happy person. And people will be like, wow, this person has done their research. I want to invite him to my other social gatherings. So that's essentially what this podcast is about. Being smug and better than other people. That's my message that I want to send to you guys. Is that really what we're doing? Or is this a true crime podcast? Or is this a sports podcast? Do you know? Is this your first time? Are you so confused right now? You should be. And that's what I do. I'm like uh, M. Night Shyamalan. I'm like an M. Night Stephalon. Just bam, twist, bam, twist, bam, bam, bam. I'm sure, I I really like to imagine that that's what he says when he does a twist, when he's explaining it. He's like, and then Bruce Willis, he finds the wounded, bam, 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 twist. Guys, Monica Nevy, guest on this episode, holy moly, she is so good that I, I know that I'm struggling for words, and you're thinking, wow, is he struggling to say that she's good? Yes, I'm struggling to say how good she is, because she's not just funny, she's not just hilarious, but she also sprinkles in kindness and positivity into the works that she does. And so we get to talk a little bit about that, and I was honored to be able to speak with her about it, and she's the the beautiful thing is unlike a comedy advice podcast where it's just like this is so good this is this is, she has these things like her 80 for 80 docu series where she interviews people that are over 80 and you find out why and it just melts your little heart and then she also has her podcast hug life and then the positivity that comes through that she's just such a great person and we need more monica nevies in the world that's all I'll say. So I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Beyond the goodness, beyond the heartwarming conversation and messages and things, it's also just a really fun time. So I laugh a lot. She laughs a lot. And she's just a great guest. So support her. Follow her on Instagram. She's got a new album out as well. Mostly finger guns. Here I go. Pew, 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 pew. 
Those are my fingered pistols. But yeah, pre-order that. Please go out and support Monica, but don't forget about me. Me. I feel like I always get forgotten with my four brothers and sisters, so I have issues, and I don't want to be neglected. So, guys, please leave me a review. Please subscribe. Please tell your friends. And please, if you want to and you have the money, go on my Patreon and support me and you get a bounty, a cornucopia of audio nutrients to help you through your day. And you're giving me money to fuel my dream to be the first podcaster on the moon. I know it's expensive. I know it's probably billions of dollars. And it's probably the most ludicrous and dumb thing that you could ever finance. But it's my dream, okay? It's my dream. I bet Buzz Aldrin, when he was like, my dream's to be on the moon, people were like, silly goof. Now I want a podcast on the moon. I want to do better. I want to be like, hey, everybody, one small step for man. But before I finish that sentence, a quick word from my sponsors. Squarespace helps you build the best websites in the world, or maybe the moon. See, my dream is already starting to to flourish and manifest. So you can help by becoming a patron. So a quick thank you to all the fans, all these downloads that are coming in, all the comments, all the love on Instagram. If you guys haven't followed me yet on Instagram at a comedy advice podcast on Twitter at a comedy podcast, you guys are just amazing. And it's I almost feel like I'm on the moon already. So if you want to just follow me on Instagram or show some love in that way, y'all are out of this world and on the moon with me or a cup of moonies. That's not a good word for it. All right. Going back down to earth now. And here we go. A comedy advice podcast. An advice podcast for death and, and friends. To make exaggerated statements not meant to be taken literally. What was that, Seven? A uh, comedy advice podcast. <laughs> Hello, Monica. Hi. Hey. How, How are you? Doing? Sorry. Trying to get it all set up properly. There we go. Now it shouldn't be sideways anymore. Oh, beautiful. I love oh, it. <laughs> <laughs> there. Is that okay? That's excellent. It even has like <laughs> a. A, a beautiful lighting like a headlight I, I try to yeah i uh i do have this it's funny because i've bought like ring lights before and um oh, yes. this is actually like an ikea reading lamp that you can like move around and it works so much better so that's funny we use that one instead <laughs> <laughs> oh that's beautiful that's great yeah i i have a nice little ring light too but it's a a real one that my wife bought for me on Amazon. There you go. So. See, I need to get on them. Yeah, I have a couple that attach to my phone, but this, yeah, this little reading lamp works better. So. Oh, nice. No, it works great. It also, the lighting, the circle behind you, it makes it look like it's a stage light. So Perfect. That's what this isn't, is, this is the only stage we get anymore. So there you go. This is beautiful. <laughs> oh, oh. oh. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to a Comedy Advice Podcast. My name is Stefan. 
Sitani, and I'm your host. Joining me today is a very special guest. She comes from a Bud Light family in the Seattle area. <laughs> she's an ex-collegiate basketball player turned nationally touring comedian. And she's open for great comics like Ari Shafir, Sarah Colonna, Nick Swartzen, and more. And her new album, <laughs> Mostly Finger Guns, pew, 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 for all you video watchers, is available <laughs> now for pre-order and available on 1031 for the full flavors. Everybody, please welcome Monica Nevy. Yeah, I can talk for myself. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Uh, well, uh, one, I'm excited to have this album come out. So even more excited to be doing podcasts. <laughs> oh, man. You know what? It's a pleasure to have you. And I think I heard of you from a fellow comic. And I started checking out your stuff. First off, I feel like you're crushing it on social media. Because all the videos, <laughs> I see the snippets oh, of them on Instagram. And then I'll see the full videos on YouTube. The most recent one was with you. <laughs> a lot of the videos, it seems like you have two characters. And you do both of them. And yeah. one was where you were showing the concept. You were demonstrating the concept of pre-order. Oh, yeah. Conceptually <laughs> with a pizza, ordering a pizza. And it was yeah. pretty That's smart. funny. That's maybe, maybe my most divisive video. Honestly, some people were like, oh, I'm, I'm disappointed. This was, uh, you know, me trying to get people to know how to pre-order my album. But then other people were like, this is my favorite thing you've ever done. I'm like, oh, gosh, that's so silly. But yeah, they are uh, commonly me talking to myself. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's so good, though. Whereas if it was just a normal average Joe talking to himself, it would probably not be good. But I don't know. You just got something to you where either by yourself or I think there was a story about a fight that broke out while you were telling oh, yeah. stand yeah. up. Um, but it's it's all been amazing content that you've had so far. You've really been crushing it on YouTube Thank and you. Instagram. You know what? I appreciate it. Well, I mean, with given the situation, it was something that I decided I could focus on and still be creative, kind of doing different stuff. So I appreciate that you like it because I have been focusing on on the YouTube and, you know, social media aspect of this job. So Oh, Good. that's that, <laughs> yes, yes. Approved, approved. And you know what? I'm following you, subscribing, and listeners, if you guys aren't, the links are gonna be in the show notes to follow and subscribe. Perfect. Subscribe. Yeah. So um I was also I wanted to talk a little bit about your special available for pre-order now. A full release, 1031 Halloween. Woo! Um, I got the samplers, which yeah. uh the the three I know in your intro called you a Bud Light family member, <laughs> yeah. which was I thought hilarious. But I wanted to ask okay. a little bit about that. This is your debut album. Mm -hmm. Um just wanted to talk about Obviously, it was recorded pre-pandemic. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, it's man. been so weird to listen back to it. Because, I mean, as you're going through it, I didn't even edit it myself. And I had to listen to it fully, you know, like 15 times. So I'm sure the mm. editors are plenty tired of hearing it. But it is so weird to hear. You know, I filmed it in Seattle in December. The club, mm. the Comedy Underground is a great, like, very classic comedy club. It's in a basement, brick walls, low ceiling, you know, like, it's exactly what you want in a comedy club. And now yeah. it gives me anxiety a little bit to listen to it and be like, oh, we were all so close and laughing out loud. And no one was, you know, like, there's 200 <laughs> people in this basement. Oh, yeah. um, this is um, a little bit. But then you, you also do like, oh, listen to all these people having fun in the same place. Remember when we could do that? So if that's what you're looking for, it'll be... <laughs> It won't that's, give you anxiety then. That'll be nice. Oh, that's um, perfect. Plus, it's an album, so it's just you don't get to see it. You get to hear the uproarious laughter, but you yeah. can imagine that you're in a stadium. So yeah, I feel like right. it 
kind of solves that. <laughs> it was a stadium, yeah. Um, <laughs> a grand theater. But, I mean, you've been doing stand-up for a, a while now, and you ended up getting into it. You were an ex-collegiate basketball player, and you ended up getting injured. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I started doing stand-up my junior year in college because that was the year that I had stopped playing basketball. I was still with the team. Uh, my degree is in sports and exercise science. So I was like, I was with the team. I actually interned for them as well because it counted oh, wow. for my same major. I had a job. I was going to school. And then I was just like, let's throw something else on there. I really want to do stand-up. I've always really wanted to do stand-up. I think there yeah. was a bit of a void of always, you know, identifying as a basketball player and then not having that part anymore. I was like, mm -hmm. there's something that I need. And so, yeah, it was January of my junior year in college that I did my first open mic and that'll be, it'll be 10 years this January. So. Oh my gosh. <laughs> 10 years. That's amazing. It is weird to think about how long that is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it definitely shows because looking at some of your comedy online and listening to the three tracks that I was gifted pre-order, it, it sounds like you're very polished. You are very witty. It's a kind of, dry sense of humor i hate labeling or or um you know describing since i'm not really an official critic but i laughed i lolled i guffawed even and so oh, wow. i thought it was, was very good <laughs> well you heard it here <laughs> yeah I, I was gonna ask how how did your on your comedy journey did you start out i mean were you always with a certain style or did you kind of experiment with different styles and say oh you know what this is mine i will say that it, it's probably a pretty similar style in that the writing I've always had this theory where there are two ways to start stand-up I'm sure there are more but either you understand writing jokes and you mm -hmm. don't have your stage presence quite isn't there yet or other way around maybe you already have a background in stage and you are really captivating as a presence but the jokes aren't quite there so it's making those two things go together that when you really become good and so I never did stage anything. I, you know, I was an athlete, so I was used to being in front of people, but you're so in a zone. It doesn't have anything to do with them. You know, like it's, it was different. And so I just written these jokes. I had no idea whether they were, you know, I knew I thought they were funny kind of thing. Right. I had no idea how it was going to go. And when I very first started, I, w I was standing in one spot. I didn't move. I just kind of said like, here is the thing I wrote. I'm going to tell you. And then you laugh or not. Like that was, there wasn't any like now I, 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 I pace and I really enjoy the audience part of it, not necessarily crowd work, even though I do like that also. But just the like, I, I feel like we're having a good time together now, you know, before it was like, I'm going to give it to you. It's yours. I don't know. I don't you know, I'm not going to get too physically invested. And now <laughs> it's I'm just more relaxed, basically. And it is still so fun. And uh, it's yeah, I think just generally. Because some of the bits, <laughs> this is always kind of embarrassing to admit, but one of the bits, which I still have merch for, <laughs> is um, I did on my first open mic. Like, it was a joke that I had written then that is on the album. Like, it's, you know, it it lasted. But it's so much different the way that I tell it now, you know? Like, it's, uh -huh. uh, yeah, it's just a different experience. But I, so I think, like, the writing has always kind of been the same. But the presence and the confidence and the, you know, the I want people to feel like we're hanging out at a, 
you know, at a house party when someone's like telling a story and everyone's listening, but it's very casual and you feel like you're like, that's what I want people to feel like at a show. So it's definitely more uh, comfortable. I guess I'm just much more comfortable on stage. The writing's always been pretty similar. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I also that put a weird image in my head when you were talking about basketball and you're not really paying attention to the crowd. And I thought that'd be very (laughs) strange if you have to shoot a free throw, but then also tell a joke. So that (laughs) would That would be really strange, but you know, it's you practice, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but I do feel like you've accomplished that feeling comfortable. And I think I was watching a clip of you were talking about some stuff like, oh, Disney princesses, and uh, you want to be like Disney princesses, but for the wrong reasons because they like drugs <laughs> and stuff like that. And it's stuff that I, I'm thinking about. I'm like, oh man, that's so funny. And I feel like it takes a certain confidence to be able to say something like that. There is a, yeah. (laughs) Well, that's good. I feel like when I first started, I was very much, um, well, it's, I'm sure I wasn't confident at all, but it's, there's something that comes with, cause you're right. I am pretty dry. It's fairly low energy. I mean, it's not the lowest of the low, but it's, you know, I'm not doing high kicks or anything. And so you really have to be, yeah, you really, you will see how this album goes. Uh, (laughs) You really have to be confident in the fact that the next thing you say is going to work because there's always going to be a little bit of a, I like tension and release. I like people going like, where is she going? And then the release is Mm -hmm. bigger because people are kind of trying to figure it out. So you have to be confident in that tension part in the like, just trust me, we're going to get there. Don't worry. You know, you got to like be confident in that part of it, which I do think, the more I get comfortable on stage, the more confident I am in that part. I kind of like the waiting. I kind of like the, um, you know, let let a, a laugh really linger in the way that it's like, let them think about it a couple of times. You know, I don't have to rush into the next thing. It, that comes that comes with the the I guess the time of doing it probably too but <laughs> I you know I remember I was listening to your podcast too and I think you were when you guys were talking about you and Mike Coletta your co-host talking about the album and you're like I I like innuendos I like them to work for it a little bit <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah we're a team you got to do some work too right yeah <laughs> yeah exactly exactly what do you think you're just gonna sit there and drink in a basement Jesus <laughs> That's what they're hoping for, probably. <laughs> like, please, God, please. But right. speaking of, I know that you've been doing a podcast, Hug Life, which mm-hmm. is the the damn most adorable name <laughs> I've ever heard for a podcast. It makes me just like want to cozy up while I'm listening to it. That's, good. Uh, that's great. And you know what? It actually, your voices and tones and themes are just as uh, embracing and snuggly. So I feel like it really is embracing the hug life. You guys put positive spins on things. Uh, you just reached your 300th episode, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it's been like six years. It's kind of crazy. Um, yeah, we had the idea so long ago. I mean, I just basically, which I think now is more relevant than ever. I get stressed out watching the news and hearing all the bad stuff. And so Mike has this very, his energy contrasts mine like perfectly because he's very high energy and louder than I am. But his natural state of mind is actually kind of negative. And I'm the opposite (laughs) where I'm like pretty low energy, but I'm like naturally optimistic. So the contrast works really well. And um, just the idea of like having, it's just silly. Honestly, it's nothing. um, 
we just want to be positive. We talk about charities, you know, we just talk about good news stories and stuff. Um, and of course it's dirty and silly and, um, you know, nobody can stay completely away from some of the stressful things, but that's what we do. We take whatever the stressful thing is that's going on and try to find the positives in it, which is always kind of a challenge. So, um, but yeah, it's been quite a while now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely. But it's really good. I, the last episode that I listened to you guys were talking about if you could have a, a certain song, the one of the most annoying songs <laughs> oh, stuck yeah. in your car, you know, how would you deal with it? And Mike was yeah. pretty good. I mean, <laughs> talk about like, you know, comfortability over time. So that game we call is top five turnaround. And I find like an internet list of the worst of something. So that was like the most annoying songs of all time. Uh-huh. And then I give him this scenario of like, okay, you know, you this is the only song that plays in your car forever and you can't change it. And you also can't turn it, you can turn it down, but you can't turn it off, you know? So why is this song good? And he, now he's just so good at being, it's the first thing that comes to his mind and it's always very ridiculous, but that's the whole, you know, so he's really good at just, he's never, I don't think he's ever not answered one, you know, he's never been like, oh, that's too hard pass. You know, like he's, he always finds something. So that's, that's pretty incredible not to, well, let's roll in the deep for just a quick sec. Then we can go up for air. But I, I do remember reading something about, there was this exercise to not complain for 30 days and you wore this rubber band or this band on your wrist. And if you complained, you had to switch it to the other wrist before the 30 days. And so what that did was it actually changed people's thinking of when they received bad news, they thought about it in a different way. And Uh. instead of instantly trying to complain about something, they would try and either think of the positive or whatever. So beyond the funnies that you guys deliver, I feel like the nice topping on top of this comedy podcast pizza is the the changing the way that people are thinking and giving people inspiration to be like, yeah. you know, maybe there's some comedy in, in <laughs> these bad things or maybe there's a way to turn it around. So That's so funny. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely where like the brainchild came from. I try, like I love all that stuff. I'm not, I just don't come across as kind of like the yoga hippie person but I very much am and my heart (laughs) and so the positive thinking and all that like my dad is such I mean he'll hate that I describe him as this but he's kind of a stoner and he Uh, always said uh he'd always say you can't don't because your mind doesn't process negatives so when you say you know like don't spend all your money then all you're thinking of is spending money so Mm. reframing things into a positive way has always been something I've enjoyed doing and also Mm -hmm. something that obviously my father had taught me, but so then putting it into podcast form somehow was like, let's see how this goes, you know, (laughs) but it's been fun just because it is such real things that we still have to talk about. And we're like, how do we make this good? (laughs) Right. Right. No, it it really is beautiful. It just reminds me of like a Netflix show about chefs or something like this is my grandma's (laughs) recipe and then i just put a little chocolate in there and then i made this my own thing so i feel like you're really making it your own and it's uh (laughs) it's very tasty it's scrumptious that's what it is so all right before we get into the self-help i think i had one more question question i had one more question i didn't know we were doing questions yeah this is the question segment question and answers but (laughs) Speaking of dishes that chefs make, now that sounds pretty awful. I also wanted to ask about your mini docu series, 
80 for 80 because (laughs) I watched the first episode and it was awesome. I didn't know what I was going to expect because I I was just going through Monica Nevy material. And then I see this and uh, I saw it in your bio. And and so I took I I looked at an episode and then it comes at like you and you're like, we're going to interview people over 80 or something way more dramatic and well worded. But then you cross your arms and then it goes into like what looks like an ESPN documentary. <laughs> and then there's a guy, uh, Robert, and he's talking about being a florist. And then <laughs> the the way that it's filmed, it is so well executed. And the oh. people over 80 are just highly entertaining as is, but your questions really <laughs> made, it brought the humor out of him. So I thought it was such a creative and such a brilliant idea. But oh, how did thank that... You. How did that start? What gave you the idea to do that? You know, it's funny. Every time I answer this question, I feel like it really brings it down. But um, my grandfather had passed away. And so I had like, I just had all these questions for him. He was a very funny person. He also would say whatever, you know, even before he was that old. He just didn't give a shit. So (laughs) I just felt like I had all these questions for him that I would have wanted to ask about how he felt about his life, uh, the people in it, you know, whatever. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. before it got to the point that I couldn't do that anymore. And so that was kind of literally what prompted it. It was, I want to hear these stories now. I like everything through a comedic lens. Um, I love sports. So it kind of, I mean, 80 for 80 is literally from 30 for 30. Like that was, it's supposed to be in the theme of a sports documentary. So I'm glad that you got that from the beginning, (laughs) but, um, (laughs) it, yeah, that was really I just, and we wanted to run with kind of, if they say something inappropriate, that's perfect. You know, like, let's go with it. I think I described it as like your parents are still trying to sugarcoat things for you, right? They're, they don't want you to be too intimidated by life. These people don't care. Like they're, they've gone through it. Every jaded, cynical part of them can speak now. You know, it's like if you were, it was your first day at a job. And the kid who's a supervisor is like, you know, this is what we do. This is the, follow these rules, blah, blah, blah. You want to talk to that guy who's already put in his two weeks. Cause he's going to tell you, you know, where all the good stuff is. You could steal how, where the cameras don't point, you know, those types of yeah. things. Yeah. That, and that's what we wanted. We wanted them to kind of give us the insight that nobody really, you know, and I don't think anybody's, not anybody, but most people aren't listening to them anymore too. So they were also excited to kind of be there. They felt very special. We did a premiere. I had gotten a grant to make it through um, an arts organization in Seattle called For Culture. And part Mm -hmm. of having the grant was to do an event. And so we did this premiere event and they just, they felt like rock stars. And it was one of the cooler parts of it was that they, um, got to be there robert brought champagne um oh he, hell yes, yeah drake yeah <laughs> uh, yep. uh and then you know and so also there's a part of it that you know their families have that forever robert has actually since passed away so oh, they have no. that you know they have yeah. that forever um yeah. which was it was uh it was so fun too like it and then of course after you make something you're like oh i can do this better i can do this and so we've always wanted to make more and then every time I finish a project or something, I kind of go back to that one and go, okay, how do we do more? And right now just literally isn't possible because of 
of all demographics to want to work with over 80 isn't um, yeah. one you can really get to right now. So yeah. uh, we would love to do more in the future. And by far, one of the things I'm most proud of, one of the most rewarding projects I've had, and I got so lucky. I had a friend who is just talented beyond what he's, you know, what he was doing at the time, at least, um, that edited everything for me. His name is Ruben Rodriguez, and he now works for National Geographic. Um, and then the guy who directed it also was someone I'd worked with before. And he was like, hey, I saw some of your Instagram videos. I was wondering if you want to make some videos together sometime. And he's like a director. And I was like, actually, I have this like kind of big project that I would love. So he hopped on. I mean, I got these guys for way less money than I, you know, than they're worth. And they just did such a perfect job of me going, this is what I'm thinking. And then it in it being even better than I was thinking, you know, so they really make it look good and the editing is great. And it's because of those guys, Richard Kilpatrick is the director and Ruben Rodriguez was the editor. So I got very lucky with those guys. Holy shit. Well, flag nab it, Monica. You are, <laughs> I, I I think you are like the comedy chef because it's oh. beautiful to hear the ingredients of your passion for basketball, your grandpa, and helping out people that it feels like they've gotten their back turned on by society and bringing a light to them and, you know, squeezing them for the wisdom nectar that they have. That's a violent yeah. metaphor, but, you, you know, being able to... <laughs> <being visual. laughs> Yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. But uh, but I, it was just such a, a touching episode that I saw. I only saw one, but I'm going to go through and just blaze through. Yeah, the rest. I mean, they're, they're not too long. It's pretty easy to get through them. So but they're, um, yeah, they all have different stories, too, so, which is nice. So that's beautiful. Oh, God. Today's episode is presented by State Bags. State Bags makes beautiful, well-made, inclusively cool products while using the power of business to give back to shift the narrative around social injustice. For every State Bag purchase, State Hand delivers a backpack packed with essential tools for success to an American child in need. But their commitment goes beyond simply a material donation. State Bags has your back, and part of that commitment is making a difference in local kids' lives. To get you ready for your commute or wherever you're traveling next, State is offering my listeners 15% off their next purchase at statebags.com using the code P-O-D. That's 15% off your next purchase using the code P-O-D at statebags.com. State Bags, they have your back. Well, all right. On top of that, we're going to go into (laughs) the self-help portion of the podcast. Monica... I was going to say, do you, we'll have room at the end for plugging, but do you want to plug anything and what have you got going on album? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Where can Um, people find you? Well, I can't think of it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) Yes. Very excited for the stand-up comedy album. Mostly finger guns will be out. It's on pre-order now. That's my suggestion. Just pre-order it. And then you won't have to think about it. It'll just pop up. Um, beautiful it's october 30th is when it comes out but if you want to wait till halloween that's fine as well um and then so we're gonna do normally when an album comes out you do like an album release show you know and you right have some friends on and then you do new stuff and then everyone can buy an album kind of thing it's not an option here i'm in washington state and we can't do any live entertainment indoor or outdoor until phase four so we have opted to do a live stream stand-up show over uh, my youtube channel 
on nice, the 30th nice. at 7 p.m. Pacific to kind of celebrate. And, you know, I'll do some stand-up. I'll have some friends and, um, you know, they'll do sets. So that'll be um, so hopefully somewhat helpful. Um, and then those are the things like we talked about that I had been focusing on was the YouTube and the Instagram and stuff. So everything's always just my name, Monica Nevy. Except I just got a TikTok, which someone took my name. <laughs> um, oh no! Yeah, so I'm Monica Nevy Comedy on TikTok, but okay. Um, okay. Yeah, and then again, maybe this is a bit too much, but I no, also no, do. Never. <laughs> I never. do a meditation, like I do guided meditations. They're kind of a joke, but honestly, I think they're pretty relaxing. <laughs> um, uh, that I did on YouTube for a long time. I would do one a month. And then I decided to do a 10 track album of guided meditations with a composer from LA. His name is Jeremy Shabo, who did original music for all of it. And that comes out about a month after. So it'll be November, like the Monday after Thanksgiving will probably be in. And that one's called chill. And that is, yeah, 10 tracks of guided meditation all for a different, like meditation for work, stress, meditation for family gathering, you know, like mm -hmm. they all have a different, Thing. but yeah it's um that one i honestly enjoy listening to more because <laughs> it's like um you know after you listen to your stand-up for long enough you're like okay i've heard this i do it all the time i've heard it it sounds fine let's just get to the next thing but with these because he's he, he's really talented and he's making this music that is so great and it's going with just these silly things that i'm saying right it's basically the embodiment of what my like positive thinking is because it's still like, I swear. And I still like, it's silly, but it also is like positive. And That's some of it, like so I feel cool. pretty good after I listen to it. That's so, so that'll so be is, out. is it like, you know, the nice music and then you're like, all right, so close your goddamn eyes. Yeah. Take much. a deep fucking breath. Okay. I like, yeah. I, I can get on board with this. Yeah. There's one track, the first track on the album, it's just, meditation for relaxation there's a music video that we made on my youtube of that if you want a good example we'll have another youtube video like music video version come out right before the album is available okay. but um it's it's so funny too because i mean i again i'm getting very lucky working with people who are very talented and of course giving me like discounts basically <laughs> but um <laughs> everything I'd say, like I have one that's, I call it like game time, but like meditation to get you like hyped up, you know? And, yeah. uh, I was like, can, okay, something kind of like the bulls 96, like warm up, you know, like, uh, come out of the tunnel music. And he was like, Oh yeah, I got it. And then he gives it back to me and I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is perfect. You know, like, so it's, it is very good. Some of it is that very classic, like, you know, bells and stuff type of meditation music, but other, it, there's some different, I don't know if you would say different genres, but it's like a relaxing version of a lot of different genres too. So I'm always very astonished by the the music aspect of it because it's very yeah. good. So. That, that's also, that's awesome. And all those links are going to be in the show notes for all of you guys curious. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> even those of you that aren't curious, just fucking click. What are you doing? Yeah, click on it anyway. <laughs> and uh, no, I mean, I know you're saying that a lot of these people you're lucky to work with, but I think they're lucky to work with you too, because I feel like uh, everything that you've said is just, and I'm not just trying to tickle your elbow with a feather. Or are whatever you buttering me is. up for something? Yeah. <laughs> 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 but no, I, I think that your your comedy is awesome and and being able to um you know create these different formats, these different creative formats that I feel like are really unique are stupendous. 
So very sensational job. Um, All right. We're going to get into the (laughs) self-help. We're going to start off balancing ourselves with an inspirational quote. So I've got an inspirational quote that I want to be able to read and we can decipher it, talk about it. But before we get into that, I like to ask my guests if they have any inspirational quotes that get them through their dark days. Monica, I feel like you've got a good one. It's tough. I have so many, I feel like, you know, it's a... Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. And, th- and now it's like, oh, man. I just well, you feel... only get one, so it's okay. make it count. I, th- I think it's perfect for right now, and I've always really liked this one, but it is, if you're going through hell, keep going. That's one of my favorite ones. Just, you know, if you need oh. it, then there's nice. every... Oh, by the way, you're going to be there at some point. So that's why I always like, <laughs> you'll get through it though. You know, That's awesome. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. If you're going through hell, keep going. Who was that? Was that Dr. Seuss? <laughs> I don't even remember. Um, I think, I think I read it in Green Eggs and Ham. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I will not I have it in hell. Quicker. Yeah. <laughs> They even those pages out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the editor was like, we can't have this. Nope. That's too dark. It's, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. Well, thank you. That was a nice inspirational quote. Love it. Thanks. I have an inspirational quote too. It's not by a person or Dr. Seuss or anyone you may recognize. It's actually by a robot. And its name is Inspirobot. And what its Inspirobot. sole purpose to do is it uses AI to take some of the wisest words known to man and then just slap them together for a, a scrumptious, inspirational quote. That's amazing. I'm going to read this one, and then we'll see if it makes any sense to us. So this first <laughs> this quote by Inspirobot, it says, <clears throat> Politeness will clear the way for global decay. I feel like that's like a fortune that you'd be like, you'd open it up and you'd be like, ah, can we trade? Like, this, is a, <laughs> this one's confusing. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I know. It doesn't even sound good with like the in bed appended at it. So I think, I mean, is, are they trying to say like, if you don't, what's that? Oh, there's a Marilyn Monroe quote, right? Isn't it something like good girls never, whatever, well-behaved women never make history or something like that. It's something like that. Right, right, right. I feel like they're trying to get there of it's just being like, if you're too polite, you're not going to get anything done like that. Is that? Oh, I thought it was the opposite. I thought he was going to say, you're going to get rid of global decay. Maybe climate change we're talking about here. If you're polite. So if you're like... I thought we were like... Got it. Okay. That's That's a more positive way to think. I like that. I I read it. Yeah, I was thinking like, if you are polite, then it's just going to lead us into global decay. Then you're done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Climate change will be done. The earth will be over if you're polite. So be a... I feel like that's what that's what the truth is. Unless cuz I don't know if it if I approached a person that just littered right in front of me. Huh, I guess if I was like, "Sir, please, could you pick up your trash?" then they would be more responsive than if I was like, "Yo, douche, could you pick, pick up, up your trash?" trash. <laughs> yeah, yo, pick up your trash right now. I don't know, the accent I feel makes I mean, it more douchey. Yeah. So I'm so sorry to all of our New Jersey audience. That's uh, <laughs> I apologize, but maybe that is. So if you polite about it, then maybe people will be more receptive because you're being respectful. That makes sense. I do. I always err on the side of politeness, kindness. It seems to work. So yeah, it, it does. But I mean, well, yeah, I don't know. It's a tough anyway. No. That's I, a, okay. It could be. It's a nice quote. I like it. <laughs> yeah, 
that's a very polite way of saying it because it's a shitty quote. You don't have to. You don't have if to. You don't understand it. it right away. You're like, is this a good? I don't know. Um. It sinks in. Yeah, it, it's like your comedy a little bit. It. it <laughs> I'm so sorry it's that not I compared. Good at first, no, I was just <laughs> no, 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 like, no, no, not a good one. But no, no, like you, it, you have to, it, you have to work for it. That's what you do. But yeah, I'm, I'd like to think I get a laugh here, and then hopefully later they think about it again. I, yeah. I do have a bit that's on the album, and I've posted videos of it about a automatic sink, like um, washing your hands in an automatic sink, and yeah. how often I get messages or even texts from friends or whatever that are like, "The sink didn't turn on, and I can't stop thinking about your joke." Like that, you know. That's what I want. <laughs> I want you to think about it again later. <laughs> That's that's awesome. It's haunting. My comedy's haunting. That's what <laughs> <laughs> it's fitting that it's coming out on Halloween. Yeah, Halloween. There you go. <laughs> Ghost comedy. I love it. Yeah. All, right. All right. Well, we're gonna get into the now that we're inspired. We're gonna get into yes. the first question. Super inspired. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, if you would please follow me, Monica. I'm trying to be polite. Heed Inspirebot's advice. Um, this first question is from Reddit. It's found by our fan Heather. Thank you, Heather. It says my dog fell asleep on my chest and I have to get up. It's 3 a.m. where I'm at, and I have to go to bed, yet I can't move without disturbing the sweet roll using me as a bed. How do I get up without disturbing her? I, I said disturbing. Like I didn't say it like that. <laughs> you just ran with it? I was trying to be polite and not say she, anything. So I yeah, I appreciate that, but now it's global decay time. But she, <laughs> she spelled disturbing with she no R. Like Oh, both times, both times. Disturbing. Yeah. So I'm wondering if this person is like five years old and they just don't know what to do with. a. I mean, this is well, if they're five, three a.m. is way too late for this to be happening. But so still has access to the phone, though, obviously, because if this is you're not able to move, but able to ask us this question. Yes, that's, that's true. It could be. Maybe it's on mommy and daddy's iPad. Maybe, and you're not supposed to have it. So that's my first, if you are too young to be doing this, put the tablet away. It's dangerous for you. (laughs) Even if you're old enough, put the tablet away. If if it's 3 a.m., I feel like you would have had to be stationary for a very long time for a dog to jump up on you and just lay there and fall asleep. And to be. it sounds like they're in like the second cycle of REM. So (laughs) I feel like, you have been playing on your iPad way too much. So right. I think you need to quit that habit. I know this is a one-time circumstance question that's turning into like a habitual type of advice. <laughs> right. We're really analyzing your life. Heather. Yeah. But yeah, it's telling this person what a piece of garbage they have. They yeah, are, but... it's like go to bed, fix your relationship with your father. You know, those types of things. <laughs> Obviously, I'm just kidding. <laughs> resolve those daddy issues and then you can get sparky (laughs) off your chest literally i mean for some reason my first thought and this doesn't make any sense (laughs) oh please that's on brand i was embarrassed to share this but i thought of like a limbo situation where you would just like keep the dog (laughs) on your chest and walk and walk to bed like that but that doesn't (laughs) i don't know her limberness or any you know do you do you want to hear I something that. embarrassing? Is I thought the same exact thing. Are you serious? When I when I got this question, when I saw this question, I was like, well, obviously, limbo would be yeah, uh, suitable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, try it. Why not? Let's throw that one at him. I feel like that's yeah, pretty if it good advice. Go well, then you just hold them in your arms. I don't know. 
I mean, I obviously just, it couldn't be a huge dog, right? If they're all the right. way on their chest, I mean, maybe it could just be their head or something, which would make it easier. Anyway, maybe, maybe it is. Um, maybe it's a Rottweiler just slammed on their chest and they literally need help. They like, cannot get yeah. up. <laughs> Use your phone for other things. Yeah, um, it's very disturbing. But I, I think, <laughs> yeah, I think limbo is one pretty decent one. Change your yeah, entire life. <laughs> yeah. Is another good one. I feel like we kind of nailed that one so we can move yeah. on unless you've got any others. You're welcome. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hashtag you're welcome. Okay. We've got this one. This question sent by Diego. It says, giving and receiving birthday gifts. So oh, every year for all of my... Oh, I'm sorry. I ran right over you. What no, you I, I was just excited for it. I didn't, <laughs> okay. I didn't have anything important to say at all. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Uh, <clears throat> so every year for all of my really good friends, I will make them something that is very personal to them. And I know that they will really like, I love making and giving them gifts a, a lot for the sake of giving. But in the past five years, they haven't given me a gift back in return, which makes me really sad. I don't think any less of them, of course, and I'll still give them gifts. But is it really fair of me to feel this way? And if it is wrong, how do I fix myself? This is a, well, a very loaded question, Diego, but the, the one part, so if I remember correctly, did you say he was making them something personal or are they like, is he just buying them something that they would like? No, he's making them something. Okay. This is my one concern. <laughs> the quality of what's happening may be in question. <laughs> Like, I don't know if all of your friends are like, oh, here's Diego with his fucked up scarves again or whatever, you know. Like, <laughs> you can't even spell right. It's like disturbing with no R. <laughs> uh, oh no, I mean, God. I love that. And I that's funny because I do relate personally to this. I went through a period of time when I was on the road for a long time and I would send people postcards or write them letters and like draw a picture and I am not very good at drawing at all. And and then in return they would like just send me a text and be like, got your picture. You know, like it wasn't sometimes they'd be like, oh that's so funny. But never once has anyone written me a letter back. Um and I understand that that time I was it, you know, you couldn't find my Ford Focus. But now I have an address, you know, no one sent me a letter since then. Oh, so oh, I understand God. the frustration. Um but I do I always found it fun for me. So I think you should keep doing it, but just recognize that it, the giving part is also for you. It's, it may be more for you, it seems, uh, than, yes. <laughs> than, than being like, you know, expecting some sort of reciprocation. It might not be there. Just enjoy the giving part. That's my advice. That's beautiful advice because I feel like I, I feel like that's it because that's his passion. He likes giving gifts. He that's his thing. His friends like Brad and Chad might enjoy Xbox, so like that's right. their thing. So they don't like yeah. to make scarves for their friend Diego. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I feel like if that's what gives you joy, then keep doing it. But you can't expect reciprocity in or anything in life that gets right. emotional so it brings me up to 12 year old but yeah i feel like you can't expect you're like oh i got you this can i have it back because that's never gonna happen right. or life. like i'm doing this thing so i can get this other you know then it's not really about giving if you're expecting them to 
to something in return, you know, so you got to just do it for, I think Inspirobot would probably agree with us and have some good quote about the beauty of giving is just giving whatever, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, if you give and expect <laughs> to return, that is global decay waiting in yes. your doorstep or something. <laughs> so be polite about it. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, oh God. All right. Perfect. We're going to move on to the last. However, Diego, if you at some point want to make me a gift, I will write you a letter back. How about that? There you go. I will also accept your gift and I can make, <laughs> um, I can make songs, not cool. very good ones, but yeah. Perfect. I, I think that's the best. When people say, you know, like homemade or very personal, it, I think it is another word for not that good. So <laughs> that, would, <laughs> that would make sense. <laughs> that is really good. It's yeah. homemade. Okay. all right this is going in the trash then yeah (laughs) i I feel like yeah i feel like if i was if you were to get any homemade thing from a friend what would you prefer and um i have an answer already so i'll i mean i'm assuming we're excluding food from this because that is the one time i think homemade should would be better probably well maybe i guess it depends i was gonna say i was gonna include food because i was gonna say i would usually when people home makes that maybe i just have shitty cook friends because they always give me homemade stuff love you guys by the way thanks for listening i appreciate it but god damn it brad if i get one more of those fucking casseroles again with broccoli we're done our friendship's over you know what i have gotten and maybe it's because i'm from the pacific northwest but i have gotten Uh an odd amount of homebrew that i'm like i don't And it's always in bottles that used to be another beer, you know, like it's in a, oh, it's, yeah. it like got the label peeled off and then they it's got a little bit backwash it. of a, yeah, of a... but it's also like, <laughs> it's just not that good. I think people went through a phase here of being like, we could have like a nano brewery, which is when you just have a brewery in your garage. And, uh, <laughs> and, and so I would try them. Why not? Let's do it. But my cousin, I love him, but he made like a banana stout that was not dark really at all so it just tasted it just tasted like someone put a banana in a bud light kind of thing which i'm not opposed to but still it was just not what i thought it was gonna be very refreshing yes so yeah because and and the original thing was like oh we took this class me and my dad to make you know beer at home so we're gonna let you have some and i'm like oh that's a good idea and i mean he was well aware he was like hey i just started please don't judge me but (laughs) Yeah, it's not okay. I did. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I actually, I am, I am guilty of this because I, when I lived in Jersey, I started be- to become a Brooklynite, and I grew mm. my hair, my beard, very long. I did this weird haircut where I shaved on the sides, kept it a little longer here, and then flowed it all the way to the uh, side. I've seen and, that. Yeah. Yeah, and then I started home brewing kombucha i think i lost your video oh you're back okay there yeah sorry my the battery was it oh, should sorry. be fine anyways no, it's okay God, <laughs> you're, then, then, yeah, you're like i got really bored from the kombucha story <laughs> from the start no but i started to homebrew it and then i would give scobies to folks that were oh. yeah was it so, good though see that's the thing 
Oh yeah, they were raised in a good home. They were great scoobies. Nice. <laughs> They're free range. <laughs> free, yeah, free range. Yeah, no antibiotics. So these scoobies. It was a little weird though because I would go take the train to Manhattan, and so I'd have like a jar of scoobies oh, right. and like the kombucha <laughs> brine or whatever it's called, kombucha juice. And so people would be like, "What the? F- are those like shrunken heads?" Or yeah, and I'm like, right. don't, "Don't worry about it. Don't worry. Pick up your yeah. trash, please. That's that's fine." <laughs> so, so anyway, that was a, probably a bad gift that I was giving that people probably just threw away. <laughs> so, but it was fun for me. And to your yeah. point, Monica, if it's fun for you, keep doing it. And yes. if it's not, if it stops being fun, then get new friends and give to those people. Cause maybe yeah, there you go. Somebody's gonna like it, right? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, you don't have very good friends if they don't give you any gifts. You need like that's true. A gift: Christmas, Hanukkah, birthday, New Year's, yeah. Carnival. I don't know. Whatever. No. All right, <laughs> we're on to our last question. This last okay. question's from Reddit. It's from our fan Blake. Thank you, Blake. Blake it says, yeah. "Daddy, long legs, virgin panic attack, urgent." Hi, all. First time poster here. I'm freaking the fuck out because of a daddy long legs on my wall. Any ideas on how to lure it out of my room? I somehow... Sorry, I'm getting a little excited here. <laughs> Let me Very calm down. <laughs> yes. Said panic attack. I gotta do it. <laughs> I somehow got up the courage to try and trap it, but then it flew into my fucking face and now I'm out. I'm not going to try and kill slash trap slash interact with it anymore. I cannot deal with it sitting on my wall. Roommates will not help me kill it because they think I'm being ridiculous and it's in my room so should i kill it however if i lure it out into common space i won't have to deal with it anymore right so any idea how to make it crawl in that creepy ass way it does out my door sorry on the verge of tears i know this is irrational but phobias or fight or flight mode be like that how do you, i mean how do you feel about spiders maybe that's why you got so into the <laughs> the reading you're like i'm channeling spiders uh, yeah yeah i mean daddy long legs the things that creepy. i'm afraid of i don't i don't mind them i think they're fine actually ever since i watched honey we shrunk ourselves with rick moranis where they got really small and then the daddy long legs came to nice. the rescue yeah well and we've always been told that they eat mosquitoes or something. i don't remember it was like that was the ones we weren't supposed to kill because <laughs> I forget about it. So again, I'm from the Pacific Northwest. There are a lot of spiders here. So they don't really bother me. Like most, then they're pretty small, but. Right. And I usually just kill them, unfortunately. But we were. Okay. <laughs> wow. Straight we to the point. In, Die. Um, first or second grade. I don't remember. Probably second grade. And we had white tile in the hallways of my elementary school. And we had just. <laughs> We had just done like a section on like not killing insects because, you know, the whole ecosystem works together. And if we kill all them, then then it kind of throws things out of balance. And obviously in my head, it hadn't all the way sunk in to the point where I could think before I did. (laughs) So we're walking like from that class to the other classroom and there's this big spider and everyone's like, whoa, look at it. And I hear the teacher go, yep, we just talked about this. Don't as I step over and smash it in front of everyone. And she's like, oh, well, we're not supposed to like, and I, I knew as I was doing it, like, oh, I shouldn't do, oh, it's already dead. (laughs) Holy shit. That's like an aggressive stomp in front of the whole class. And I was like, sorry. God, that's like a scene from a Martin Scorsese flick for the spider. It's just like the element of surprise right there. Remember what we talked about? 
don't act. Yeah. Yep. Oh shit. And okay. it was just the deflation in her body that was like, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh. Man. So I think I do have. I'm very. I'm the spider killer of my home. I, you know, if it's there, I go and get it. But the other two are very afraid of them. So. Dang, the spy- <laughs> there should be like a nickname for that. The spider killer spider of Seattle. Killer. The spider <laughs> assassin of Seattle. I like this. Okay. Serial I'll take spider. It. Nice. Arachnid assassin. Okay. All right. Ooh, I'll- that's good. That's Yeah. I feel like the arachnid assassin would just stomp right when somebody was like, you really shouldn't do that. This is how, yeah. this is how I deal it's with it. You're sneaky. You just, you don't even think about it. Because Blake's having, you know, this is a lot of conversation and thought about it. I don't think about it very fast. I'm like, oh, there it is. Bam. <laughs> Did, also, I feel like Daddy Longlegs, it's such a nice name too. Like Daddy, it's not like Papa Longlegs. It doesn't sound it's threatening. Good. It's not like Father Longlegs. It's like Daddy Longlegs. Yeah, you know? Daddy Longlegs isn't disappointed in you. Um, <laughs> Papa Longlegs, maybe. He might ground no, you. Yeah. Father, yeah. yes. So yeah, but, Father Longlegs is for sure upset with you. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God. And, so I... <laughs> This just makes me think about the whole family of long legs. It's like there's daddy yeah. long legs, is there mama long legs, and yeah. they're like Timmy long legs and Tina long legs. It's like <laughs> Timmy long legs. <laughs> this sounds like something you called one of your buddies in high school, and then years <laughs> later, years later, he was like, you know, it actually was really offensive that he called you that. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been very insecure about my long legs, but. <laughs> Yeah, there's old Timmy Longlegs. Yeah, oh, old God. Timmy Longlegs. That's true. He's like, yeah, I battled. I, I went to therapy for years for that. Right, I've been talking about this to my therapist for years. Oh, God. That's so sad. Uh, did, did, Monica, did you ever have a nickname in school? Not to drudge up um, bad memories. Not that I know of that was like anything like that. I don't think. I... <laughs> I was always an athlete, a tomboy, if you will. Right. And I was very much bullied for being like an athletic girl when I was in oh. elementary and middle school. Some girls were really mean to me. But then I think by high school, they were like, she's not going to change. So they were much nicer to me then. But I think that comes out a little bit in like my social abilities and stuff. I'm always like a little on guard that, um, uh women are going to be mean to me it happens often not to put this on everyone but when if like like a bachelorette party of like younger girls comes into a showroom if i'm in the bathroom before the show and they don't know who i am they're like as rude as they would be normally you know and they kind of like stare at you in the mirror and stuff and then after the show after i've been on stage they love me and i'm like why can't you just be nice in the beginning? Um, like, why do I have to prove myself that I'm not threatening? That's the thing. I'm never going to, like, steal their boyfriends or whatever. Um, and I'm pretty nice. But they, it's that, and it's not their fault, probably. I'm sure we're conditioned to do this. But it's this, like, defensive thing, like, right away. And I'm so I always have that in the back of my head where I'm like, ah. He's, I'm still getting bullied for <laughs> I don't know if I had a nickname, but that's funny that you said spider killer though, because <laughs> I had I had that same energy, you know, in college I probably wore 
clothes, like jeans and stuff to class like three times. I was always in basketball shorts or sweats normally because I was coming from practice and I had to take this, <laughs> this class that was, um, it's literature about time travel, right? Time travel in literature. And it was only like an eight week course during the summer. And you took it in the it past? Was... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I couldn't help no, Future me took it in the past. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> It was, if my professor was really cool, he was, he was from like a Berkeley professor that was just teaching in Seattle for the summer and everyone right. else was like arts degrees and just, I was the only science degree person in there. And I was just, no, I didn't really want to be there. That wasn't always my favorite type of class. <laughs> and he was, <laughs> it was only eight of us in there and he was trying to describe like villages like a long time ago instead of people getting paid everyone had their one job right so right. <laughs> this was his examples he goes uh so tom if you're really good at cooking then whoever goes and hunts brings you the meat so that you can cook right if you're really good at fishing then that's your one job you catch the fish and then you bring it back and he looks at me and he goes and monica it was really good at killing bears and I was like, what? Of all these people are already intimidated by me. <laughs> and then you're just like, she's a bear killer. So we need her around. Oh, my no. God. Oh, uh, my God. Yeah, if Monica's really good at just taking down a grizz. Full-sized yeah. mama bear grizz. First of all, Jesus. not happening. <laughs> oh, God. Daddy long oh. legs is the most I can do. Um, <laughs> that might I was, be... Thank you. I was like, they already are afraid of me for whatever reason. <laughs> no, I kill bears. Thanks. <laughs> Yeah, what a what a great way to help him help you warm up to the other <laughs> yeah, students. Yeah, help me be fit in. Thank you. I don't even remember his name. Um, oh God, yeah, <laughs> Jesus, spider uh, killer, bear killer, one of them. Bear killer, jeez, yeah. just a danger to the wilderness. It's like, oh, fuck, the opposite of Leonardo DiCaprio in The Revenant. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, all right, well, to this person. I would say if because they have a phobia, they're afraid of it. It's hard to just be like murder it, kill yeah. it. <sighs> I'm honestly a little disappointed with their roommates. Yeah, me too. They're like, quit making a big deal about it. Like, or I, you could just kill it, and then I wouldn't have to make a big deal about it. Yeah, it's not a bear. <laughs> it's not like a a snake. <laughs> but if it's you a, need a bear killed, <laughs> call Monica for the yeah, bear killing. I got it. If you're in a tiz with a grizz, call Monica. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's okay. I, uh, <laughs> I think, I mean, I like that. I feel like they're trying to be nice and not kill and like just get it out of their room. I don't know how to lure a spider. I've only ever just murdered them very quickly. <laughs> so I don't know how you would get it out of there without i don't know do you do put it in a cup i don't know uh, yeah i would say cup that would be if you want to be like non-transparent about it not metaphorically speaking but literally <laughs> do like a cup that is not not clear yeah so then, then, then you, you don't have see to it. see it yeah nice yes that's good yeah well so then i, I kind of like it, it said like well if i just scoot it out into the 
common the area. general living area, the common area, then I won't have to worry about it. I'm like, that's not, it's going to crawl back in. It's going to go in your mouth or something. Don't do that. Don't let it. If you get it in the cup, put it all the way outside. Yes, exactly. Because I mean, it, it not only does it know where you live, it knows where you sleep and it will right. come back. It has already been in your bedroom. And, and to make you its daddy. So you, <laughs> that's what daddy long legs are known for. Daddy long legs. <laughs> God, I wish I had a friend that I could call Daddy Long Legs. I feel like I need if I ever had an entourage. But like, now you're no. gonna know when you meet that guy, you're gonna be like, oh, "It's him," you know. You're be like, "That's Daddy." <laughs> That's true. That's oh, that's Daddy. <laughs> oh God! Uh, and then I'll give him some of my homemade kombucha and be like can we be friends can you be my daddy the only person that's like this is great (laughs) (laughs) so glad you gave me this (laughs) Mm, mango carrot yum who would have thought of that flavor combination delicious and then we would become friends you're right okay (laughs) well i feel like that is a perfect fruity note to swallow and end on so we're gonna end there but monica Thank you so much for joining me, giving advice, talking a little bit about yourself and telling people about the wonderful special and meditation and videos that you have. Yeah. It's been a super pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited for all the albums to be done. But yeah, October 30th, mostly finger guns at stand up. And then in November, an album called Chill that will be meditations, guided meditations. God. But everything, yeah, my website is just monicanevy.com. So that'll have all the different information and links to get to all the other stuff. If you want to watch 80 for 80 or follow me on YouTube, whatever. What I don't remember what you do, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whatever you want to do, you know, just so, yeah, so you, you were polite about it. So I feel like people are going to flock. But um, <laughs> all right. Well, all right. Thank you so much, Monica. And we'll talk to everybody next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.